You just heard Pain in the Game by Dead Last. It's a song off America's Hardcore Compilation Volume 5. It was put out by Triple B Records last year. If you haven't checked it out yet, well, simply put, fuck you. I've got you in my sights. Welcome back to episode I'm 12, back, anyone. Bitch. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan is back with us. Um, all right. Uh, this first intro, we had our friend John Scanlon on today. Uh, the interview was really sick. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. What the fuck am I? What the fuck am I? Yeah, uh, he had good track. lore, bro. Yeah, he did have some good lore. We're gonna do a quick intro. There isn't really much new music that's come out since we have done the last podcast, so we're not even gonna do that today. We'll do that next episode. I'm sure. Hopefully, there'll be a lot more we can accumulate and talk about. But. Uh, yeah, let's start with the shows first really quick. Um, I'll talk about the Carbonite record release, the Statement Adrian tour that we did. Uh, it was fucking sick. Good shows in Philly. It was at, what's the name of that venue? Philomoca. Philomoca. My first time there. A bunch of people have been talking about it. It was good to finally play there. Um, I thought the vibe was really good. Uh, everyone danced to every band. There was no band. It was like weird or anything like that. And the Statement set was cool. Uh, Carbonite set was cool. It was awesome to see a band that I put out at the record release show, which doesn't happen often for me. So, yeah, it was sick. Shackled, uh, uh, Shackled set was fun. Uh, yeah. We did a did a bulldoze cover in memory of Kevin. Only time we'll do it, but I figured. I mean, that's you know pretty big for me. So I was like, let's let's try and do this like yeah. a timing thing. So I'm happy we were able to do that. Uh, Jake is here, but he's like playing Hi. guitar. Hi, by the way, I'm but back. Yeah. Jake, Jake was playing guitar for whatever reason. Um, Better than Fortnite. The E-Town show, Dylan and Jake, y'all want to talk about that? <laughs> um, well, e- I was talking to people about this. E-Town clearly is a very Jersey thing. Um, I went out to California with Hold My Own uh, last month, and they played. I, they did a couple shows in California and Vegas, and uh, E-Town played both the Cali shows. They were in Long Beach. Uh, it's like a... 200 cat bar um that they headlined it was it was pretty awesome um and then they played like this fest in northern california maybe like a few hundred people were there but uh it it, it I, I was it's crazy how much of a jersey thing etan is where they can one month ago play in california to 200 people sold out it's still sick it's still sold out but like they literally played to 2,000 people in new jersey every single person knowing the words moshing like crazy lineup you know, there was like some like there was like some fucking people from all walks of life were like fucking singing along the E Town of that <laughs> yeah, shit, brother. Yeah. Like it wasn't just hardcore people, it was just like it, it was like people you'd see in like the mall, like Walmart, random like anybody. Yeah. Like it's just like it it's a crazy. New Jersey fucking thing. So it was just crazy to see the difference there. And I, and they're one of my favorite bands, clearly. And I I've seen them like six times in the past year or so since they were playing not all a those brag. Shows. Yeah, not a brag. Um <laughs> But uh, that, that was definitely the the most E Town show that can happen right now. What do you think? Of, what do you think of the new song? I think I touched on this a little bit the last episode, but it's good to have you on was, here now to talk about it. It was it surprised me that it wasn't horrible. It was actually pretty good. I, it I, is I a like fucking it. good song. Yeah, it, it was a good sense. song. It had a cool mosh bar. It had like the cool fucking rap part in the beginning with the the groove. I thought it was good, and also. The fucking set list was mind blowing. It was, it was. I mean, it was just untouchable, brother. More, it was more a, than it was incredible, a, as some might say. Well, <laughs> it was the best E Town set list you could ask for, easily. Yeah, like every good song they played. 
yeah, all the hits and then shit they never play. I, I haven't seen them play yet, or maybe I, I don't know, but like no thanks and more than incredible. And they never played dirty Jersey unless they're in New Jersey. It was fucking sick. And they played that early too. That their set was, uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It played for so, uh, they're, they're a band and, and this is part of the reason why I put them later on. We're going to do a, a little thing. Where we're going to talk about five bands that we want to see old and new. Uh, they're a band that like when they play, I, I, they're one of the few bands I never want them to stop playing. Like they're playing. And then when the set's over, I'm like, fuck, like they could have played this and this and this. I would have loved to see that. So I'm going to agree with you there. And like, I'm just like, and they played for like probably over an hour. They probably yeah, played for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And I was like the whole time I was like, I, I wasn't like hoping it would end. You know what I mean? Like it was like having a good time watching and watch every song. For sure. Uh, Gridiron set was awesome too. Hit the Thanks, bro. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it was it was yeah. Me, oh, Eric, no. and ZTP, Masha. That's all you need. It's like really like kind of like a weird oh, dancing vibe, right? Like not, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like crazy. not too many people moshing yeah. for the whole show, really. Yeah, it was. It's it's Starland though. Anyone who's just been there, it's weird security, weird fucking, weird everything there. But you it was know. vibey. It was fun. I was glad to play. Glad to play with Detail. It's cool as fuck. For sure. Um. What was next? Life's uh, Question record release. I'll say I wasn't there, but I'll say I saw a video of Eric Walk repeatedly kicking some kid who easily turned 18 last <laughs> week. So I hope he feels fucking good about himself and sleeps good at night knowing he ruined some young kid's experience at that show. <laughs> oh, shit. That's what it's all about, bro. Dude, there was someone at that <laughs> show speaking of this. And like I hung out with her the next day at like a dinner with some people. Or a few days later, after the Struck Nerve show, so I don't think I don't know. I don't think she was going around, literally walking up to people and punching them in the face like this. Like short girl would like tap people's shoulders, just smile, and then just punch them in the face. She did it to Marty. She did it to Eric. She did it to <laughs> that's Body. Like, she did. <laughs> that's like that epic meme. It's that uh, Kevin Gates meme is like there is no song where he should be doing this maneuver or whatever. <laughs> that's that's vibes right there, bro. Marty, Marty went like Marty went like this. Marty went then, up. Wow. Yeah. And then okay. Eric comes over to Eric is fucking fuming. He was like, "Who the fuck is that shit?" That motherfucking Marty was probably a little horned up, bro. No <laughs> <laughs> cap. But uh, <laughs> besides that, the show was good. Um, the the set, the three D deep set. I didn't I didn't know how it would be, but it went pretty well. Last question set was good. Um. I got there late because I was fucking busy doing shit, which was stupid. So I missed Invoke and Carried by Six, which is very out of, out of the ordinary for me. I usually am fucking two hours early, but uh, it was good. It was a good show. Uh, Regulate was sick. They played uh, a bunch of new songs. They played a bunch of new songs at the E-Town show the night before, too. But it was cool to see them not with a barricade and at the church and shit like yeah, that. For sure. I think I was show. feeling a little sick, bro. I thought I had the E-Town COVID, but I don't, I don't know. I went to the doctor. They said I was fine, so. <laughs> just went and infected everyone. <laughs> I mean, that shit's not real, but we don't have to get into that. Uh, Fair. What's next? Uh, uh, struck struck nerve. So, holy fuck. So <laughs> Greg, Greg I, I want to hear Jake's opinion on this, but the photo club floor. I never Brother, been there before. I fucking thought I was about to pass out. <laughs> I, like, what, I don't know what fucking planet I was on. So, so for anyone listening who hasn't been there, it's like this upstairs disco club, which is photo club, and um, 
the floor is like a bunch of like lit up tiles, but they kept them red the whole night. And the I places... thought I was fucking being abducted, brother. <laughs> the by pitch fucking black besides this floor. So like underneath my eye, all I see is this fucking red. I could not fucking see a thing in there. It was horrible. I mean, that's kind um, of a vibe, bro. I, 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 I think like the, venue the venue was pretty cool. Yeah, but, uh, I thought it was cool, but like that was not it. That was not yeah. the move. Get that it, shit on like white or like tan yellow or, or something. Yeah, I don't even yellow is a little. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, maybe like blue, something crazy. easy on the eyes. But yeah, it was that was definitely nuts. And then like I just like fucking, I worked like fourteen hours out there or something, and then just like went straight there. I was like, God you are damn, in another bro. Round, like, bro. I think I'm in hell right now. <laughs> um, played that mean survival. Played it there on tour. They were cool. Um, I put them on that last one. It's cool to see them playing shows. Al- Alex Casey talked about it on his last episode, but the singer in that band has been around for a while, and the dudes in the band that are playing the music are young, so it's cooler that people are liking it. And uh, first day out on tour, it was cool to see them. Uh, who else played that show? Fuck. Uh, last Man Out killed it. And uh, Jake, who else played it? Who opened, bro? I don't know. Last Man Out. Mean survival, struck nerve. Oh, bankrupt. Oh yeah, band. bankrupt. Yeah, I didn't. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, they only played a few songs, right? Yeah, they they, they were on the flyer, but they played really short. I don't know what was up with that, but dude, people were singing along. It was cool. It was a fun show. I like the room. The room's a good size. Just that red light was fucking crazy. Agreed. If they can get that light under control, they they gonna have great shows up there. Man, I gotta say, uh, last man out. Every time I see Ben Stuckey in person lately, he's been saying some weird suspect ass shit to me. <laughs> What's uh, he's been saying, bro? I, I will not repeat it and I'll leave it at that. But he's been saying some shit that makes me think that I died and went to some other realm or we're in a simulation <laughs> type deal. I'll well, leave it at that. Last show we're talking about is Statement of Pride played in Tallahassee last night with uh, Shattered Realm. Uh, it was easily the worst show we've ever played as a band so far. <laughs> uh, worst reaction we've ever gotten probably Damn, which, bro. That's i guess a hard it, fucking that's a harsh reality to face yeah you know, but you're like off, ref- huh? that's a far drive brother to be sitting and reflected on that right yeah, now. you're, you're getting kicked like, off your label damn. instantly it's almost it's almost three hours i mean it was just a the show was well attended but the it was at a new venue and i think people were just normally when we go to tallahassee we played twice in tallahassee and it's good as fuck but I think maybe just the new venue kind of had people thrown off. They didn't really – no one wanted to be the first person to get out there. I don't really know. No one really moshed at all for any band until Shattered Realm. But when Shattered Realm played, it, it opened up, so that was nice. And the Sh- Shattered Realm was sick, so it was cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for shows. Yeah, uh, that was, that's it for now, for mm-hmm. last couple yeah. weeks. Oh, um, fuck. Oh, uh, you want to talk about this fucking – this whole thing we've been doing the last week or so, right? Yeah, so Overwatch is back in the biggest way possible. <laughs> I know when Overwatch originally came out, like, you know, years ago, I I played with people I worked with, like, before. I was friends with Jake already. I didn't know Dylan yet. Um, but I never would have guessed in a million years that I would be playing Overwatch again with friends, and it would be fucking awesome. But it literally is awesome. It's and, a lot of fun. 
yeah, at my age now, I don't play video games too often. And sometimes like, I mean, I would say this, like us three COD is like our main shit. Like we play as like a group together, but COD, you have to deal with some of the most like thirsty, sweaty fucking bastards. And it's sometimes just like actually frustrating, but overwatch while it's frustrating at times, obviously it's actually fun. And I don't know. Overwatch is sick as fuck, so I just wanted to give a yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Overwatch. Yeah, we gotta get a couple like we gotta like Dylan, we gotta get you on support, brother. I mean, uh yeah, we gotta get you on heels. Like (laughs) you know, I need I need Nick on DPS. Like I'm not healing. I just I got I put time in, I'm not healing. No, dude, my my main my main's fucking ash right now. I'm picking people off. That's that's my uh that's my new vibe. I'm I'm not built to be healer. I I have four hundred days played in RuneScape, so I can't. That's because you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) I mean, uh, you need to get a new hobby where you go outside or something. I don't know. Enough of the fucking nerd shit. Yeah, no video games. Just want to say shout out to Overwatch. Uh, the last thing before we. Yeah, the last thing before we go into the interview with Scanlan is I have a epic announcement for Statement of Pride. Uh, we're going to be putting out a seven inch uh, on Young Blood Records. It's which crazy, is fucking crazy awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for me personally, that means a lot because, I mean, Young Blood has been around since the 90s. Sean's still straight edge, and he's put out some legendary releases, in my opinion. You know, and like, on the podcast, if you want to hear him talk, go to the yeah. PA episode. Yeah, and I mean, no tolerance. We got to get him on age. for like a for a yeah, like episode. A, an actual one. I definitely want to do that too. Um, but yeah, statement of pride. Um, December sixteenth. The record is uh called Out of the Ashes. Uh, is it gonna be a record? Yeah, seven inch. Let's go. Like an actual seven inch. He was down to do that, and okay. yeah, I'm really excited. Um, not that sick. I wouldn't have put it out on From Within, but I I don't want to be that person who just puts out his own band every time because I think that's kind of corny. So I was, I don't know. It was nice. It was awesome that he wanted to do it, and I can't think of a better label that we would all want to do it on. So, yeah. Uh, follow Youngblood on Instagram. Uh, it's getting announced the day this comes out, which is Monday the twenty fourth. I think is Monday. Yes. Yeah, somewhere around then. But it's getting announced when this comes out, so you'll see it online and shit. So yeah, it's go pretty awesome. Um, um, does anyone we, have anything they're doing soon? No. Uh, the label has a bunch of shit coming up. Uh, reaching out, new burning strong LP, pain clinic demo, uh, envision promo, and then later an envision LP, the second LP. Nobody's ready for pain clinic. I'll say that. No, truly, it's awesome. Probably. Shout out to It's gonna be fucking unbelievable. Yeah. It literally, it's awesome. Uh, uh, but yeah, I got a lot. The label has a lot coming up. I'm definitely about to go into a busy era again, which is awesome, and I'm very thankful. But um, what about you, Jake? That's all I got. Uh, I got nothing, brother. I'm playing a fucking amazing show with you tomorrow. That's about oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's that's all we got, but it doesn't matter. I mean, people are going to hear it anyway, so. Playing yeah. uh, Tulsa. I mean, Tulsa. other than that. All right, let's end this now. All right, we're going to go in the interview with Scanlon. Life with the Simpsons. What choice do I have? It chose to destroy itself rather than live with us. You can't help but feel a little rejected. Yeah, uh, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Uh, We got our friend Scanlon on with us today. 
Uh, Scan, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Introduce myself? I know, I'm not good at that shit. Uh, yeah, I guess my name's Scanlon, and I'm a pretty normal guy. I book shows in New York, and uh, I'm in dead last in the fight. That's all I got. Hell yeah. Uh, I just had a pretty generic question, just out of curiosity, um, because I obviously don't know that much about you. Uh, how did you like yeah. get into hardcore and shit, like just in general? Um, it was my friend. Uh, I grew up with him from my hometown. He was my best friend for a pretty long time, still is. Uh, his brother is actually uh, Matt McNally, who was in Incendiary. He was in Crime and Stereo at the time, and uh, he just told us about a show that was happening like legitimately four blocks up from where we lived and we just went and it was like um mostly long island bands probably no one you really heard of but it was like incendiary second show like straight from the path uh this band soldiers and this is hell stuff like that very long yeah. island but Dude, I, honestly <laughs> that's how i got really lucky honestly dude i had i literally didn't know at all that incendiary shared members of crime and stereo yeah yeah that's, I uh matt, matt yeah he was matt was an original though in either band he just like joined uh crime stereo when is dead came out if you're a crime stereo guy uh that was like the third or fourth record honestly um and then he was only in it for that one record and then he joined incendiary shit i think it was right when cost of living came out maybe because okay. i know it was right after all those splits came out but yeah something like that yeah, is that, is that Crime and Stereo record the one with the face on it or no? No, is that no. is the uh, it, what is it? It just looks like space or something. I don't. Okay, remember. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like uh, legitimately, I think it's just I, a logo. And I got that CD, the one with the face from Bridge Nine years ago, with the, an order I got randomly. I kept it in my car for my PT Cruiser a few years ago, but I haven't heard it since then. Yeah, um, when that record dropped, those are my friends, but uh, yeah, it was a very interesting cover choice. Uh, we got a friend from Long Island who photoshopped his face on the cover, and uh, it was pretty good. I gotta find that. You just reminded me of that, but yeah, uh, not on that record, not on that record. <laughs> when did you meet like Alex and, and the infamous legend Kyle and that, that whole gang of people, dude? <laughs> or how did you way, meet them dude has anyone ever told you of how alex casey came around no he I, might hate no. me for he might hate me for the story i don't no, know but, air it out brother uh i don't know i forget if it was myspace era or right when facebook like when everyone started joining facebook i think it was myspace but there was a dude who added everyone with a his like profile picture was just a close-up of a dag nasty tattoo and his <laughs> other picture was just like like a bunch of people singing along to a band so you couldn't tell who the fuck this dude was or like what he looked like but he added everyone on long island we all accepted him because why not you know um and then i remember he came to long island fest in like 2010 and literally came up to like me and my friends and was like hey it's me and we just like looked at him and we're just like it's me alex and we're like alex and he's like alex casey from myspace and I, we were like oh what's up man and that was like the first time i ever met him and uh, I don't even think we honestly remained close or friends up until years later. And, <laughs> you know, fucking uh, awesome. He was just like this weird fucking just, guy. Um, <laughs> I mean, 2010, uh, I mean, he's a little younger than me and my friends, but like yeah. 2010, we were like 19. So maybe he was, I don't know, 16 or 17, which, yeah, you know, checks out. 
Yeah, I was 16 in 2010. I think me and him are the exact same age. So that's still yeah. a, an awesome, awesome story. So he just got people down a few pegs. He just got here. a fucking. That's uh, what it's about. Yeah. Did he just get a, a fucking because yeah. he obviously didn't have the tattoo. What did he just look up like a stock dag nasty? No, it was tattoo. no, it was his tattoo. It was his At tattoo. sixteen, dude. he was tatted with yeah. the dag, dude. He's a well, you know dag nasty own. tattoo. What are his parents at hardcore? Right? Yeah, 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 I was about yeah, to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His dad's a tattoo artist, right? Uh, uh, that's actually a good question. I don't he, know. He, he sure. was on here and he like told us before. I think he was like, he was uh, uh maybe like he briefly or something yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. but not like not like lifetime. You know what I mean? And he like hung out with like whatever tattoo guys or whatever the fuck you want to. I don't know. He posted his dad a couple weeks ago wearing a Youth of Today shirt or something. So yeah, no, his I dad's mean, down. His dad's yeah. very down. Well, he's coming on Sunday, so I'm going to ask him about that in particular and see what his reaction is live. Uh, you should. Yeah, so w- with this ep- episode, I guess it honestly, like, I didn't really think about it, but it's kind of similar to what we did with Jay from Mindforce. Uh, Dylan made a lot of questions for this one, which I think are all really good and kind of just go over, like, the history of Long Island and obviously how, like, you tie in and that shit like that. So, sure. uh, Dylan? You wrote a bunch of these, so if you want to take it from the top, and we'll just go from there. Yeah, let's go through. I, I kind of just made these out of order. I was just at work throwing them together, but um, like, kind of want to ask you about all the old Long Island like halls. I feel like like the Coco Lash like page and all kinds of shit like have so many. I don't even know who else. Like maybe Marazzo has some shit up, but like there's so many fucking different halls that Long Island shows had. And, like I feel like every yeah. fucking band under the sun played them, and I just wanted to ask you like what your favorite like vent what your favorite halls were and memories and like i i was watching one the other day of a dead end path show i don't remember where it was and someone fucking threw a table and shit and like mm-hmm. there's all kinds oh, of yeah. crazy shit going on so i you mean know like, the, you know the old school shit dead end path yeah and then, and then <laughs> yeah. there was like like the king nine <laughs> <release>. <laughs> the king nine release which i feel like is like a legendary show for people like you know just i would your opinion i think would be cool to hear on that yeah, I mean, hey, man, I want to say first off, Denim Path really put Pennsylvania on the map. Uh, there was a bit of a lull. <laughs> you ain't lying, so brother. I, think, I mean, I, I loved Denim Path when I was respect. younger, for sure. Like, I remember being in high yeah, school being obsessed with them 100%. I mean, they fell off hard as fuck with the that one album they made, but they're like, I mean, most earlier shit do. was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, going back to the question. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Long Island... With, with the hall situation is just throughout basically all of Long Island's history predating before me, there really weren't that many like solid venues. It was always just halls, um, whether it's like a VFW hall or, you know, fucking um, just some random ass like gym or center, stuff like that. Uh, it was the only place to really do hardcore shows. And um, a majority of the time growing up, it was always just like, there would be like four or five shows at one place and then it would get shut down because either there was a fight or like people were drinking the parking lot and then we would go on to the next hall. Um, but sadly, recently, there really isn't that many halls anymore. So we had to do AMH for like almost every show for a solid like four or five years. And then now there's a new spot called Mass Speak with VFW. Uh, but backtracking a bit, um, probably my favorite venue that was a hall is, I'm a little biased. It's called the uh, Hungarian Hall. It's out around Kakama, which is where I'm from. It's where I saw my first show and um, we kind of brought it back for a few shows back in like 2010 or 11. And then it went away again. 
Um, I don't know if you can read. Oh, actually, there's a videos of the backtrack record release there, uh, the Lost in Life one. And if you haven't seen any of those videos, the foundation set there is like one of the. I've seen the foundation one from there. It's yeah. the, it's like the the cutout in the wall, right? And it's like a stage. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah it wasn't I, the I, most I, ideal. I remember there was a show, and I I imagine you were there, Scanlon. Um, I I don't remember what it. I want to say it was where the King Nine record release was. It was like it looked like an American Legion, like wooden floors, and shit. That's, uh, yeah. MATP. It was like Malice of the Palace, Friend or Foe, Fire and Ice. I want to say Rude Awakening. I might be wrong on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember that's the that. show that shut down the venue. Was it really? Yeah. What happened? Oh, gonna, sorry, continue uh, saying well, what you're saying. No, sorry I, to was gonna, I was just going to say, uh, I mean, that I was really young when I was there. And like, that was when I really just started, I guess, touring like kind of far when MATP kind of took off. That was like 2014, 2015 uh, and just meeting a bunch of people. And I just remember that show, at least from, you know, being from Alabama, that show was fucking crazy. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, I just remember that being a really good show. I don't remember anything insane happening, but I could be completely slipping my mind. What shut it down? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the lore on that. So the spot you're talking about is called uh, SRC, uh, short for Sable Republican Club, which thinking about the times right now, it'd probably be a terrible place to book a show. But uh, <laughs> SRC was, uh, you know, it, it was a hall that some kid who went to like literally a quinceanera or something like told us about and we me and my friend hernick hit it up to do a show together worked out and we got really lucky it was super cheap and they allowed us mainly me to do about i would say like 15 more shows after that which is like rare for long island that's like a pretty good stride um but yeah the last show was that matp show it was like eight bands it was right before the jersey um back to school summer uh, Back to school jam. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. summer jam. Yeah, back to school jam. But the reason why it closed down is because I think a show or two before that they got new floors, and when they got the new floors, like it just made it where like dirt was literally just sticking to people's shoes. So like anytime someone would lean against the wall and put their foot on it, there would just be crazy shoes like shoe like prints with dirt all over it. And yeah. I spent like three hours trying to like wipe it off the wall, and it just wouldn't. And eventually they were just like, yeah, we can't do shows anymore. It was the dumbest reason to never do shows again. <laughs> so the, what kind that, of floors was that, bro? That's some crazy was, ass wax. <laughs> yeah, no, it was that's what it was. It was hardwood floors. They just like got new, they like waxed them, but it just like tr- tracked dirt so bad. And I just couldn't get off the walls. You I actually bunch... can't believe oh, that. No, you're good. I just can't believe that's why that venue got shut down. It's because of, <laughs> yeah. like, out of all the things that could have happened at that show in particular, with there, I mean, there was a shitload of people there, a shitload of bands. And yeah. that being the reason is absolutely just insane on many levels. I honestly just made me sad. Y- yeah, that's yeah. like really yeah. depressing. <laughs> it, it was very sad, especially for Long Island, because, like I said, we didn't really have that many venues and, like, everyone loved that venue. It was, it was honestly, probably the most perfect venue like a hall could be and um you know i did the incendiary cost of living record release there and there's like 400 people in there which is like the legal capacity is like 70 uh, um <laughs> and, and yeah and like i was like costs were just slowly driving by because people would hang out outside like there was way worse things that could have happened at that venue and literally that's what shut it down <laughs> you, yeah i mean you have a insane. bunch of uh videos of src in your channel too right i'm pretty sure yeah 
yeah i used to like uh film a bunch of the shows that i booked because i just wanted to kind of remember them but a funny thing is i would never be the one actually filming it i would just give it like i bought a camera to give to my friend to film if i couldn't do it um taking so, all the credit huh yeah you know no no that's not true you got all the ad the revenue no in the youtube descriptions i credit whoever filmed it every time all right that that's Le- really nice of you <laughs> Legend. yeah I, honest yeah I, I know yeah, you. I'm an honest guy. I know you have the. I remember the Blind Justice record release on your. Cha- you have a bunch of good shit on your yeah. channel. If anyone likes yeah. watching 2010s videos, check out Scanlon's channel. Some good shit on there. Um, yeah. My claim to fame is the uh, hoax uh, recycling plant video. That's got like twenty. <laughs> That's a lot for non hate fight. Okay? Oh my god. Uh, to kind of segue into that um i know dylan mentioned the king nine record release which i feel like is i mean i could be wrong i feel like that's got to be a pretty legendary show for long island at least definitely in like modern times or like whatever you want to call it right now yeah what 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 would you say uh i mean that show was definitely like one of the bigger ones for my generation um it trying to think of like the best way to describe that show because it, it wasn't an easy show it was pretty pretty hectic uh down to nothing was supposed to play and they dropped day of which was a bummer because they always did really well in long island but even them dropping legitimately didn't matter um that wrong side set was like i i don't know why it was so good but i'm glad it was it was absolutely crazy i don't know if you should watch that video but That's awesome. yeah it, that show in general just helped long island like kind of like rejuvenate itself um shows around that time were great and everything like that but i think that show in general just like kind of breathed new life into people actively going to shows and caring about our scene which is good yeah but yeah those videos are so good i love them um you were talking about amh before so i feel like you've answered this on other podcasts but like i guess for briefly whatever you want to do for people who haven't heard it like how did that really happen that you like you know you kind of run shit at amh and what's it like doing that um so i mean with that it was just uh there was two shitty owners at amh beforehand it's it's always been three people one dude was gonna stay who's like he's legitimately the man and these other two dudes were gonna go and um my friend who I used like who I book all my Long Island shows with, like all like the non-hardcore shit, like the weird metal, metalcore rap, all that bullshit. He wanted to buy into it. And he asked if I wanted to kind of more or less be a silent partner and go in on a share with him. I did that. And then that gave me full reign of like being like the in-house at AMH and like controlling the calendar. So, I mean, once that all happened, um, that's basically what I've been doing for the past I don't know. I think it's been like six years or something like that. Um, and that's more or less how it happened. It was just chance. It was just two dudes that were leaving the, the, the business and it was just perfect timing. So yeah. I kind of okay, took a gamble and, and did it and uh, it worked out. I think things could be better, but anyone could say that about anything they do. You know what I mean? I yeah, feel like no matter what people's opinions are on the venue, like having someone who. Oh, like what? Up, Dude, fuck, fuck off, man. <laughs> oh, can, fuck. I'm pretty gotta, sure you can imagine, but <laughs> I got to bring yeah. this up, uh, Scanlon. Uh, I don't, what year did you start owning or being a part owner of that? 
uh i don't know probably like like i said i think like 2016 uh i got i gotta try to figure it out but probably around that range okay uh were you at that show it was uh i think i want to say jukai play i might be completely wrong i know it was the harm's way matp tour twitching tongues played too it was at amh yeah yeah I'm, i booked that one i think yeah okay i will yeah, never I forget this someone threw a fucking like it had to be like a chemical military level stink bomb in there <laughs> oh, and it was like dude, yeah. absolutely like you could not stand inside the venue it was so bad yeah and i remember it yeah, made me I fucking w- gag <laughs> Is there any inside lore on that? Do you know? Do you know I, who did that? I, I, no, that was before I had uh, part ownership. But no, I, I don't know uh, who did that. I literally just think the the bathrooms were backing up or something. Oh, it dude, smelled terrible. It, it was literally one of the craziest smells I've ever heard in my life. Where I just had to open the door and just stand outside for like consecutive <laughs> yeah. bands because it was so bad in there. And of yeah, course, there were some we, uh, fucking like there were some mutants who didn't give a shit at all. They were in there kicking people's no. knees in or whatever. Kind of reminds yeah. me of the three knee deep thing with the the fire extinguishers, where all those guys were still moshing and you literally couldn't fucking breathe in there because yeah. there were three fire extinguishers going off. I don't know, man, but yeah. uh, that that was I remember that was very rough. I think that was the first yeah. show I ever. That was my first time at that venue for sure. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I remember that specifically, and I just remember my group of friends just being like feeling bad for Harm's Way because every time Harm's Way has played Long Island, something bad has happened. Like they have the <laughs> absolute worst luck with Long Island shows, and I, I genuinely feel bad for them. What are what what's some bad luck stories? What has happened? Just like you know, like I think what started it was they played in like 2010 or something like that. It was right after that first seven inch with like fantasy and shit on it. Yeah. Um, when they started getting a little heavier, um, they, they were playing. And like, at that time they really, uh, connected to like the beatdown world of long Island because they just love heavy shit. Yeah. And one dude was like moshing and he's like a pretty well-respected person in both scenes of like straightforward, hardcore and heavy hardcore. But uh, the singer just straight up punched him because he was like moshing too hard. Like, but like up front, it was really weird. And then everyone just kind of just went like, oh, and just like no one moshed the rest of the set. And it was really <laughs> awkward. Um, and then, uh, yeah, ever since then, there was just like one of their shows got shut down even before they played. Um, just they've had Fuck pretty me. bad luck here. Yeah. I mean that's that's awesome. I like the freeze frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People people weren't psyched on that one. It was talked about for for quite some time, but no one was like going to jump the band or anything. They were just like, oh, you know, you're playing heavy music. Why wouldn't you be down with that? But I'm sure the singer doesn't even fucking remember doing. Well, that's kind of right. like dope though. I, I, that might be my new shit. Like, like <laughs> maybe like 15 foot away from the stage, or you're getting fucking hit with a cinder block. Yeah. Yo, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of moshing, who who's your who's your favorite mosher on Long Island? These sideways are insane. Uh, my favorite <laughs> mosher on Long Island. Uh, <laughs> this is that's all Dylan, by the way. Dude, I, I, I gotta. Th- these are the things that we need to know, man. You let him take over uh, one time. You and should. We're here. You should um, submit your resume to Channel Five News. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, my favorite. My favorite mosher on Long Island is probably, I always say the same three people. It's uh, Jenkins, Nick LaGrega, and uh, Mongrel. 
uh, the IDS guy. Uh, that's my top living oh, legend, that, brother. Is that the black, black gloved legend? Of course. Yeah. Fucking hard ass yeah. dancer. That's that's grid army, bro. That's fucking that's a gridiron like offensive lineman. He's the <laughs> yeah, fucking he, heart of the gridiron dance floor. Yeah, he's legit the man. He's like he's always rolled with like people that like uh were always like hard moshers or whatever, but I feel like some of them didn't really actually care about the music. They just wanted a mosh, you know. But like Mongrel has kept up with all current hardcore. He goes to like shows out state all the time now. He's he's a real deal dude. Um, he knows all the words for like most of the bands he's seeing and shit. So uh, oh, I yeah. give props to Mongrel, and he's also just showing people up on the dance floor. That's for sure. All right, you can say I go on Channel Five News. These are good fucking answers, man. Come on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I I just I just remember that guy uh, from just All Out War videos because he's somehow in like everyone ever. And like yeah. I swear to God, there was one. This is hardcore. I didn't see him the entire weekend, literally. And all that war was like setting up or something like that. And he just like appeared from like the fucking the shadows, the shadows. bro. Yeah. yeah. And he was just there with the black gloves, cocked black hat, just ready to go hammer. So, yeah. He's, I need to... he's, he's, good. he's ready. <laughs> he's really right. ready. We think he's doing the night. Uh, um, you know, <laughs> that's a good question, you know. Well, uh, like, probably just buy, yeah. buying new new gloves or something. Well, I don't know. Someone told me he's like a he's like a some kind of union or another. It's like kind of I, I don't know why, but it shocked me. Like I I don't know why it's kind of I fucked think it's up. A, like a plumber or like some someone with pipes, <laughs> something like that. Lace pipe, bro. Me too. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> All right, Dylan, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let I'll let you take the reins, bro. You're doing great so far. All right, fuck you, man. Um, <laughs> um, I think you're doing fine. Yeah, you're Thanks, doing great, Jay. man. Um, hold on, I lost my place. Uh, yeah, yo, nervous. Right. <laughs> now I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, re uh, reconsider records, bro. Oh, uh, all right. Let's what happened? Uh, um, so that was just. Me and my friend Alvin. Actually, let me let me say that this if this didn't happen, scheme wouldn't be a thing, okay? Because uh, Alvin does so, scheme too, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so me and Alvin really wanted to find a way to put our friend's band uh bottom out. They broke up, they recorded like one song before they broke up, and I thought it was like their best song, and we just wanted it to have a physical release. Um and we were going to do like a comp with a bunch of different Long Island bands at the time. There's like a poster for it and everything with all the bands listed and just never came out. Classic shit. Um, <laughs> so after all the bands more or less like fell apart, we just took that song and the Jukai song that ended up being a split with them. It's uh, They put it on at the end of the seven inch, um, even though it's not on the actual record, it's just uh, digital. But yeah, we did, uh, we did a release for that. And then Alvin wanted to continue doing more uh, releases. I said, I only really want to do Long Island shit. Um, so funny enough is like whenever Jukai did a release, I did it as reconsider. I did that split I talked about. And then also they did the recycled dirt split. So I did both of those. And then Alvin did uh, a separated record that that seven inch and then um, the high card record. And then I think that was the end of it. I don't think there was anything else. I was going to say, did the high card record kill Reconsider Records? Um, you know what? 
You would have to ask Alvin, but I, I would say yes. That <laughs> he he definitely only sold 30 of them. Maybe. If he's Holy lucky. fuck, brother. God damn, bro. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> you know I, hopefully Quinn isn't listening to this, but I, I know he laughs at it too. But it just, you know, it didn't have to be a record, you know? It could have been a It is what it is right. sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know? You know? I, saw, I think it was uh, sick Alvin wanted to do it, but, you know. Yeah. I saw you guys, well, it says on Discogs, I don't know if it's accurate, but did you guys put out the dead, a Dead Heat release? Oh, yeah, Alvin actually did that, which uh, that that was one of the better ones because, you know, I think it was the first non, actually the only non-Long Island thing. Um, he just decided to put that demo out as a record, and it actually did well. So, I mean, that's sick. That. Okay, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, how, but, when, um, when did that go on? Like, what years did it start, and what was the actual – when did it end? Dude, I couldn't even fucking tell you. Um, maybe <laughs> 2000, like, I don't know, 14? Maybe. Yeah. No, maybe – yeah, I don't know. That sounds right. But, it, like I said, it was just very not serious. Maybe lasted a year or two. I think High Card made Alvin literally never want to put out another record until Scheme came along, which is pretty funny. Yeah. But I remember him saying how, like – he was in a lot of debt because of the high card record, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, somehow Nylon <laughs> convinced damn, him bro. to you know, put out put out a new record. So scheme scheme was born from the ashes of reconsider records. Oh hell yeah! Uh, how do you think that the banner of the scheme logo getting pissed on affected Kyle's mental health? Dude, and I the, think and honestly. Uh, I think it was all great promotion, and they should be thanking me for uh, for putting that stuff up on the screen. Because first off, there were many people asking who the fuck Kyle and Island was, which that's good publicity. Uh, obviously, they don't know that has anything to do with Scheme, so it didn't really help Scheme. That just helped people trying to figure out who the fuck this guy is and why he broke Edge. Uh, He's a celebrity now. Thing, yeah, the Scheme thing. I like people. People thought it was funny. And then he puts out a hat to rival the, the other hat, fucking The hat labels. was insanity, dude. And it crushed. <laughs> I mean, it crushed. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe anyone even fucking bought it, to be I honest. Would, but you couldn't I pay me. One. You couldn't pay me as a 28-year-old to wear some word that says cock on it, bro. I'll be 100 There is only real. one person I know facts. who bought it. <laughs> I'll be, I'll don't even want to guess who that is, Don. Greg is the only person I know who oh, said, geez. holy buy, shit, I Greg need to buy this. Greg buys everything, bro. <laughs> You know, he Greg looked at it and said, everything. holy fuck, I need to buy this. This is awesome. <laughs> well, uh, good for Kyle. I man. bought it. There I you go. It. Yeah, he, he sold a decent amount. You know, I'm never going to wear it. Actually, I'm going to wear it once, mm-hmm. and it's going to be – we're playing with uh, Koyo. Uh, Dead Last is playing with Koyo in, uh, next month, and uh, I hate Cope, like, you know, fucking uh, pro-core bullshit. And uh, they're my close friends, but I give them shit all the time for going the booking agent, manager route, and all that fucking bullshit. So I'm going to wear the hat during our set because I think it uh, okay. goes in line with the hat, you know? But if I see some random, if I see some random Joe Schmo wearing it, moshing the like uh, payback or something, I'm going to be like, <laughs> they're not corporate, you know? Like, why are you wearing this hat? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. That's that's just me, though. I'll never be I moshing mean, the payback again. So. I fucking, yeah. Uh, I mean, never I say never, it. brother. I might, <laughs> might have a trick or two up my sleeve here. <laughs> yeah. I could have every a whole episode. Podcast. I hear it every episode. I hear rumblings of another fucking set coming. So I mean, I'll, <laughs> they can get it. I uh, dude. If I, when I fucking die, there will be another one. I'll put it that way. 
we could have a whole podcast about the whole booking agent thing, but I feel like it may be nefarious. All right, let, to let, get put, into... put your thoughts on record. Let's hear it. Uh, it's better we don't do that tonight. No, we're talking. He's Scanlon's eyebrows raising, bro. No, let's, let's hear it, bro. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> My opinion on it? Oh, I mean, engage. What, I'm uh, at Carter, but let's hear yours, Skip. Oh, you know mine. I just <laughs> no, let, like... Let's hear Carter first. Yeah, let's hear Carter first. All right. In my honest opinion, I get it. I guess if you are a certain level, I mean, I personally would never do it, but I've also personally never been in a band big enough. So maybe it's hard to say, but in my honest opinion, like when I sit back and look at it, it's just like whack as fuck and goes against like what hardcore is about. You know what I mean? And I mean, I don't think it's any secret that hardcore has lost the DIY aspect over the past decade or however long you want to say 100%. Um, I mean, I think it's whack as fuck. Like me and Lennon are trying to book something right now and we hit someone up and that he's friends with. And it's like, you know, Oh, uh, email this person. It's like, you motherfucker, you want to play or not? Just give me a yes or a no. It's really not rocket science, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't hey, know. Bro, you could just say Matt Carl. You don't have to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Carl wouldn't do me like that. Just he kidding. would just, he just lied to me about some shit. But uh, <laughs> uh, in general, I mean, I think they're fucking whack. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm like some god's gift to hardcore because of that it's just i just don't get it it doesn't i can't from my viewpoint i just don't understand it at all but uh let's let's hear what you have to say about it. i feel like you'll be more well-spoken than i ever could be uh i mean honestly you just need the the, the you know the common man their opinion you know because that's most of the time it's true you know you're a common man you can you see what goes on behind the scenes and you think it's whack and i agree for the most part uh i think that Booking agents make sense for bands that are going to tour full time if they are not staying in the hardcore realm, which like, yes. and like I said before, I know I brought up Koyo, they're my close friends, and I was wearing the hat like as a joke, like this isn't a diss towards them because they are, they're touring with fucking Bayside, they're touring with fucking Senses They're getting Fail. outside like, of hardcore, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you can have a fucking booking agent at that point, you know? Yeah, I think and I, I agree. I think it's weird when, because this is a thing that was happening for a bit in like the mid 2015s and it's kind of happening again for some weird reason, but like bands will just like be a brand new band, maybe have a demo out, maybe have their first record out or whatever. And they're just immediately looking for a booking agent, a booking agent. and yep. and me looking for a manager and they probably haven't even gone out on their first run by themselves. It's like, you should at least build some kind of weird fan base, you know, like obviously we're living in a time where like a band can not even play one show and have like a fan base of 5,000 people for whatever ungodly reason, you know, that's yep. just the internet. It uh, is. But like, even still then you don't need a booking agent like tsunami. Perfect example. They're massive. They blew up like pretty quick. They don't have a booking agent and they're just doing their own thing. You know, there's no need for it. Yeah. And that's um, awesome. Yeah. Not, I'm but, not using like, this to uh, pick on Dylan, but like that one, there was one hey shackle tour. I've been on both sides, bro. Look, that's why I'm bringing it <laughs> up. There was one shackle tour where they had a booking agent, and and like I was, I just I talked to him. I was like, dude, why the fuck 
do you have this man for shackled? Why do you have a booking agent? Just do no it. this to him because he's let, my friend. Let, let's be honest. <laughs> we showed him probably four times a day for it. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, he was saying the US tour. I was like, look, I will help you do it, man. We can just do it. It'll be easy. And, and then it was you did so it. easy. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was so, so like, easy. I feel like people just fall into the trap of like they have never done something. So it's like unattainable to them almost. And I think that's like where the DIY aspect has kind of fallen off. And like, I'm only 28. I'm not trying to act like some old head fucking legend or by any means whatsoever. But it's like, I don't know, like, just try something like you don't, you don't have to like go through these extreme lengths. You know, it's easier than you think, especially to book a show, just do it. Or like, like, make a zine, anything, whatever, make a band, like, just do it. It's not that crazy. Both been on both sides. (laughs) I did. I did. We did like the, the seven, eight day tour with an agent. And then we did the 25 day tour. I did it myself. And it was literally as easy as sending Instagram messages. That's all it is. That's all it is now. Yeah. The internet makes it so easy to communicate with people and shit. So, yeah. I think some bands just don't even attempt to do that first. They're just like, oh, we're just going to get an agent. You know, they have never even tried to hit up a fucking promoter to like right. book them in Gary, or, Indiana or something. Or, or do you think it's like they don't like know people they think or uh, I don't know. But they know uh, uh, most yeah. these people should know someone who knows someone. I mean, I use that so many times. Yeah. But like, then I guess yeah, it like, goes back to like maybe you should get like a get like a couple of people listening to you. They're like maybe a guy from Gary, Indiana wants to fucking come see you. So then you hit yeah. him up and get a show like, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, if you say don't know people and to hit up in like these certain areas, like, yeah, you can ask a friend, blah, blah, blah. But like, also if your band is at least playing out enough in your hometown, tri-state area, whatever the fuck, hopefully you do have some kind of fan base and maybe that promoter you're hitting up at least knows you or like someone could like vouch for you that like, oh, maybe you should book them. But, you know, people just don't even fucking do that. It's, I don't know. It just bums me out. As someone who books shows... And has gone through the ringer of like booking things that aren't just hardcore and dealing with agents when I'm trying to fucking book Bone Thugs and Harmony or some shit. And then trying to talk to some booking agent for booking like, I don't know, I'm not going to even use a real band's name because I don't want to insult anyone. But like booking like piss shitter or something <laughs> like I don't need to fucking I don't need to deal with an agent for a hundred dollar guarantee, which then they're going to take ten or fifteen dollars from you. And what do you what do you even gain from that, brother? Like you just did all this shit for fucking 15 bucks as an agent. You know what I mean? Literally, like, like what? You're going to fucking go to what? Chipotle like for dinner? Like, I don't know, man. Fuck. All it that. adds up, bro. It adds up. I don't, I, whatever. All right. A segue <laughs> from this. I, you obviously play in bands and stuff, but from my perspective, you definitely took more like booking and like you do like the stage managing like FYA and like kind of that aspect. What kind of made you lean more towards that as opposed, you know, like these people that do like seven or eight, nine, ten bands or whatever. And you feel I feel like you kind of have stuck with that and kind of made that your thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got a simple question. I mean, a simple answer for you is I just don't know how to play any instruments. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I made it, I made it work for the fight because you can kind of just make that work. You know, yeah, I, sure. I taught myself bass. It's, it's fine. You know, it's hardcore. You can, you can, you can play bass in a hardcore band. Um, but then I, yeah, I just never wanted to sing in a band because I was a coward. And then eventually I did it, but, uh, I just always liked the, um, kind of like behind the scenes shit with how shows are run and just like being able to like 
think of a lineup in my head and just being like, you know what, I'm going to try to do that. Or like if a band or an agent hits me up and is like, here's this one band, like, okay, like how can I make this show the best for them by finding bands that are either similar or that like, you know, will draw and like make sure that band actually has a good show and not just some bumblefuck area that they'll never come to again. Because that's what a lot of a lot of booking promoters could like fuck up for some touring bands, you know, like a band can have a really bad show in a, in a city and they'll blame the city, but they're not actually blaming the promoter who probably didn't fucking post about the show or put like really shitty, not even saying that the bands are shitty, but just like bands that didn't make sense on the show. They didn't draw. So no anyone. one came. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I like, I like kind of like having a hand in like bringing people to my area and then like trying to make sure the show runs well or is a good time because i've been on the road in terms of like i i toured with like backtrack a few times so i know how being on the road can fucking suck or like having a bad show can like could potentially like ruin your whole outlook on touring just from one show so i try to make sure that that doesn't happen at any of my shows you know yeah for sure it's cool it's awesome uh do you remember the first thing you ever booked uh yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't on my own because when I first started, it was getting help from that dude who I was talking about before. His name is Jake, and I think we it's like definitely a big show. But like the first thing I really helped him on was like a Trapped Under Ice show. I think it was like TUI Backtrack, Down to Nothing, Naysayer, Downpressor. Like it was that like Reaper Records tour. Was it the like Ten that. for Ten? No, no, Ten for Ten was like that was like something way bigger. That was back in like two thousand eight. Yeah, nine, I think Matt no, Ball played that. Yeah, Reaper, the Reaper Records tour was just like legitimately like all the bigger Reaper record bands at the time. Maybe it wasn't Downpressor. I think it was Forfeit. Yeah, because Forfeit was a uh, Reaper Records band. Downpressor wasn't. Um, but yeah, it was just like a bunch of Reaper bands. I think that was like 2010 because Secrets of the World was out. Big Kiss Night, I don't think was out yet. Um, but yeah, that was like the first show I really like helped with. And it was a cool experience. And then from there, I think my first show I booked was uh, this band Born Annoying, which was like members of Get Real. It was basically Get Real. Um, and it was like them and Blind Justice or something at a small ass Moose Lodge in Nassau County. That was like my first show. All right. Well, aside from that, uh, like hardcore or not at this point, like I know you mentioned Bone Thugs and Harmony. What's like the biggest, craziest thing you would say you've booked at this point? Um like i mean i'll always say that the silent majority reunions is like the coolest thing i'll probably ever book uh just because i you know hold that band in very high regard and uh, i just made a lot of my friends happy by booking it um other than that like yeah i could talk about like booking cannibal corpse or fucking bone thugs <laughs> like you said booked on like like mob deep and shit like that i got to drive fucking prodigy from mob deep's hummer at a park it for him that's amazing um, yeah like there's shit like that but honestly just because you know i'm a fucking hardcore kid i sound majority was the best thing i ever booked and then i'm trying to one-up that but it just it's really hard to you know uh, yeah. I, I, i'd like to think i have a lot of good things under my belt but it's just hard to top that one. Oh yeah all right dylan i'll let you take back over brother you had some more questions you wanted to ask him yeah i mean i guess we're we're kind of in this uh this like era of vengeance fest uh you did that right yeah what happened with that yeah dude you know what 
it's not even what happened with that, okay? People <laughs> just like didn't put respect on it. Go look at the lineup. It's fucking good. I don't it know, is. Right? You know, Long Island people just weren't appreciative. They weren't down. I don't know. I mean, look, everyone everyone said has like a weird opinion on that thing. There was still like three to four hundred people there, and it was a good time uh obviously the second day that had like turnstile and shit smoked the first day and most people i think think about the first day which wasn't even that bad and decision still played like to a set like 350 people um i mean that's sorry, good I'm getting, I'm getting a little aggro yeah. right now no, that's, oh, that's what that's what, the, this that's is what, what the it's listeners for, bro. want bro yeah, yeah let's hear it yeah yeah all, all i'm just saying is you know what look at the lineup even at that time period it's a good lineup now that lineup bro come on 10,000 people there, at least. That's all for the turnstile. What was the day um, one lineup? I think day one was like Indecision. What was it? Indecision, Backtrack, uh, maybe Incendiary. Uh, like this band Trip Face from Long Island. Like a reunion. I think Wrong Side. Or you'd like Trip Face if you've ever listened to them. I haven't. But I mean, I feel like even right. with the first three bands you just named, that should have yeah, like it was indecision, yeah. backtrack, turnstile, foundation, crown of thorns, trip face, wrong side, stigmata, king nine, rude awakening, criminal instinct, angel dust, lifeless, breakaway, blind justice, somerset thrower, and high card. Yeah, that's that like sucks a, that, for sure. <laughs> that's a crazy lineup for that time, but like you said, yeah. like people just made it in their minds that it I don't know, it wasn't what they thought it was gonna be or what? Um, I just think like Long Island at that time didn't really care. I mean, not even that people now care about the older bands, but I feel like at that point it was like that weird switch where newer, like younger kids just didn't care about older bands. Like Indecision playing wasn't crazy to them, you know, because also Indecision did play Long Island like maybe three years before that. And even then it wasn't that crazy, which is like weird to me. Uh, because every time they've played like in the city area, well, I guess that makes a little bit more sense. But play the city area, it's like been crazier. Yeah. But um, they had their redemption. I booked Gorilla Biscuits like right before lockdown, and their that was a good show. Insane. Yeah. Then decision set was fucking crazy. So I'm glad they had their redemption. And now Tom Sheehan doesn't have to keep fucking making Vengeance Fest jokes to me because he's afraid to play in decision <laughs> sets because of his Vengeance Fest. Um, Holy fuck, but... bro yeah yeah i hope you hear this on axe to grind you're right man you can fucking play more indecision shows come play long i love tom he's, he's a good friend of mine but oh know, my just, word brother fine. oh then is that uh, the is that yeah. revolution too rest in peace yeah that that shut down is yeah. that right it is what it is that's another curse of long island just one more venue not to fucking do a show at so that's I mean, brother, you you got now. the spot. You got the spot right now. A- AMH is sick. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I mean, I just feel bad. Like I said, like you know, you you most of you have been there. It's just after yeah. a while. Like, imagine going there every day, or well, not every day, but like every show, and just being like, all right, you know, we're we're here. Uh, luckily, I have that Master Peak with VFW spot, and I've been doing some shows there, but it's still just not enough, you know. So that's why I kind of went to Brooklyn. Just been doing shit in Brooklyn. Not, 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 uh, you know, uh, neglecting Long Island, but I just don't have room to do bigger shows on Long Island right now. Have yeah, have either of you been to the Massapequa VFW? The place is awesome. Don't think I, so. I have not. No, I I've only been to that one place, uh, that SRC and then Amityville or AMH and uh and Long Island. But yeah. uh, 
Since you brought up Brooklyn, uh, we can talk about that show. I mean, that insane show you just you just booked Scanlon with Trapped Under Ice. Um, yeah. Did you kind of do that for like to kind of showcase Bulldoze one more time, or were you already planning that with him, and it just kind of worked out, um, you know, with what happened or what? No. So, um, I mean, honestly, once I heard about Kevin passing, I wanted to do a show for them, obviously, just because I, I heard through the grapevine that they weren't really sure if anyone in New York would have booked them, blah, blah, blah. But before Kevin even passed away, I uh, actually wanted to do like a pretty big ignorant show and they weren't even going to headline, but I was going to have them on it. And I was really excited for that, but you know, just obviously things changed and yeah. all this stuff. And I, I saw trapped under ice, you know, announced that, Baltimore Fest sold out pretty quick. So me and Sam were trying to book TUI uh, in Brooklyn for a minute. And then once we saw that show get announced, we like Sam hit up Justice, Sam Triple B for, for those listening. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam hit up Justice and, and Jared. And then he got them confirmed. And then when he asked me, like, what should we do about the lineup? My response was, you know what? I'm going to give a lineup to a TUI fan from the year 2010. <laughs> And just make it insanely ignorant because they haven't played an insanely ignorant lineup in quite some time. Yeah. And I think I kind of made that happen in my in my mind. Definitely. Yeah. But um, but yeah, going back to the bulldoze thing, it's like I thought this would be the perfect show because like there would 100 percent be people there. They'll play to like young kids because they don't only want to play the older people. And it's like it just it just made sense. So I'm glad it worked out. Literally the lineup, everyone that I had imagine confirmed except for one band and i had to switch only one band so it was like basically everything i thought of worked out which is like really rare too i mean that that's sick as fuck and i mean the, the, the lineup, lineup is, is great insane especially uh, like so what do we got let's just read it from the top uh ty pain of truth crown of thorns division of mine illusion volcano and carry by six and bulldoze yeah. of course and bulldoze yeah yeah my I mean, only that's... complaint is that uh is that it's like, I mean, this is just something as a promoter, like no one else probably thinks about this shit, but it's like weirdly too similar to FYA to me. And I like, I'm like bummed about it. Um, not no, that it's like I know competition. What you mean. I just don't want to make it seem like, oh, you want I just your looked own at vibe. a flyer. Yeah. I yeah. just didn't want to like, oh, I looked at a flyer and pick like uh, three bands from a sold out fest happening and did that, you know? No, I, uh, I get that. I don't think it comes off that way, but I, I see, I can definitely see why someone like yourself, would you know, want to, stand out in your own way but i mean that show will literally be insane uh yeah yeah I mean, even judging by like division of mind or volcano a couple weeks ago in new york they i mean they had crazy i mean volcano was fucking insane at that yeah it was like they rang out to start and there were fucking 47 people attacking the sides of the crowd so yeah i was surprised by their said it was honestly sick and then the dom set was legitimately the best set they've ever played it like not so even like good. being biased or anything it was like actually crazy i think the band was also shocked it was, yeah. it was very good were you, were you shocked when you were like in a headlock or whatever the fuck happened to you no i knew that was gonna happen jay cox uh he's a instigator and you know what it's just, it is what it is you know i'll take my l's one day i'll get them good uh but that's Fine. that show sold out in one day right the day it was out uh posted yeah 50 minutes not a brag not a brag on that one bro i was counting i was counting i had a watch on yeah, he, he refreshed the page maybe a hundred times a minute 
I re- oh, that's refreshed sick, the page. I refreshed the page after one minute, and there were six hundred tickets sold. Holy, Holy shit, shit, bro! <laughs> that's going to be one for the ages, brother. Yeah, I mean that's awesome, bro. How many people can the monarch hold? Uh, so I, the venue themselves don't even know. They, you, you're like, I'm not joking. That's um, awesome. <laughs> they've, they've once told me that only 800 people can fit in there, and that's what I sold for like the Triple B shows. And then as the Triple B shows were happening, they're like, "Oh yeah, we've had we've done like 1,300 people before." And I was like, "You cannot fit 1,300 people in here." <laughs> um, and then it's crazy at the Triple B show. You couldn't walk in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's the thing is like I don't know. They're letting me sell to like 900 ish now. Which I don't even know if that's like smart, but I'm gonna maybe do it. So okay. yeah, yeah. You said it has to be an ignorant show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want people to be able to move though, so we'll see. Yeah, like I said, I, I honestly, I know Carter hasn't been there, but I think out of like the last few years, all the besides Bazaar in Brooklyn, I think that's my favorite venue that's come up. Yeah, it's just honestly to me, it just it's just like a fucking warehouse that has a stage in it. It's like there's no flair to it. Um, it's honestly pretty DIY in my opinion. So I'm stoked on it. I th- like like every venue. I think things could be better, but I just, I'm glad to have a place where I can just fucking do whatever dumb shit I want in terms of booking things there. So yeah. I, like try the, to do I like some, the vibes. Shit. <clears throat> I like the vibes out back. It's just like pretty chill back there. Uh, the patio, the soccer the, turf. Yeah. This, yeah, but like <laughs> our, when we played there, we had our merch set up and we had like a little, I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. It was just like a pile of the fucking turf. And we're just like, damn, yeah. mad dogs have probably like somehow pissed all over this. And like, we're just like sitting on it. I don't think that's possible. That dogs pissed on it. Like, I don't even know how a dog <laughs> would get in there, but just kind of felt no. like that. Oh, what was your opinion on the, uh, the gridiron uh, video being played? During, during uh it was it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious i just like turned around and looked at it and just like start dying laughing yeah, I, I saw you awesome. shake your head it was, it was pretty awesome <laughs> yeah it was great that's you know, what matt carl gets you know he talks shit on on some teams he shouldn't be talking shit on and you know he knows i'm a prankster so i don't know why he. Would I, I, I was going to bring that up next bro because before before i knew like we had said hey and stuff but um never like hung out or been introduced you like I guess directly, but um, I always knew you because Bob, like once or twice a year, would be like this motherfucker, and it would just yeah. be some insane thing. I think I'm trying to think. Like I want to say you got him like a blanket made with you on. Yeah. It was something like ridiculous, yeah. and you were sending him like just yeah. weird shit. So yeah, well, uh, what's... yeah. I sent him. Uh, what did I send him? I sent it. The first thing I sent him was like a, a instant pot. Like, you know, and there was just like Vikings decal all over it. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. And then, yeah, the blanket was like, I photoshopped. Well, I took a picture in front of like a fireplace that wasn't on. And then I photoshopped flames and I was like wearing like my dad. Like I don't watch football at all. I could literally care less, but that makes it even better. Yeah. yeah, I don't know a single thing about it. like I do fancy football just because I like gambling, but I haven't changed my team once. I think <laughs> someone's on like has a buy this week and I had didn't even take them off. Like I just don't care. Um but yeah, I it's just a picture of me in front of a fireplace and then just like Vikings jerseys like behind me. And I made a huge, like, I don't know, probably like four foot by four foot blanket of it and uh sent it to his house. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't pranked him in a while, though. He, he's uh, he's, he's due. due for one. He is due. Yeah, I just, uh, I just don't are there, know what. Are there many victims of this, or is Bob the main uh, the main person? No, I, I like to prank people for sure. 
Um, <laughs> I just don't think I have any other good ones. But like Matt Carl was a good example. Like if there's an opportunity that arises, if I know there's going to be a video wall at a show, time to take advantage. And, you know, yeah, I'll take advantage of shit. What, what did you yeah. think of the uh, the text Bob was sending you when you were one minute over time at the show? Oh, you knew about dude. It was so annoying. Like <laughs> I was like, I was so mad already. And uh, the venue, like I said, there's pros and cons. But issue with that venue is they kind of told me last minute that there was a curfew. And uh, the first day was fine. Uh, had it had it running perfectly great. But the second day. We were behind and uh, I felt really bad. We had to cut never any game set quite short. I think they had to cut like four songs and like, I felt bad. They traveled and shit. They, they were, they were good sports about it, but yeah. Um, I, I was not happy that Bob was sending me tests. <laughs> he was, he, he kept, he kept like going, yo, yo, yo. And he showed me, he was just like, <laughs> just like cackling. I was like, oh my. And then I'd watch you go like, just yeah. angrily put your phone in your pocket. It was it was a, a moment I'll, for sure. I'll get my revenge at FYA. I'll purposely <laughs> make it run late and just be like not looking at my phone. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> talk about FYA real quick. I know because I have been there. I won't lie. I have been stage potatoing. I don't do it often. But there's a few bands I stage potato for. And I know one year I forgot what happened, but I, someone kept unplugging like the fucking amps because there were so many yeah. people on there. And I remember you were just like, everyone get the fuck away <laughs> like i don't know uh yeah. what do you like i mean obviously you like doing it but i mean does it get more annoying than not sometimes uh yeah i mean for i would say like 70 percent of the time is chill i i started doing it because i just it, it makes you watch bands that like maybe you wouldn't have even listened to before or would have sure. watched because you know if you're at a fest there's so many or even a show there's so many like factors that could distract you you know like i i always used to get my friendship for united blood because they would be like oh we love going united blood because it's a great hangout like you know like we just chill and everything i'm like you're going to a fucking fest yeah yeah you're you're going to a fest like watch the fucking bands i'm not saying you have to watch every fucking band but like if you're going literally to hang out which i know many people have of um, course it's just like you know come on so yeah, I like the fact that it makes me watch these bands. And, like, I remember the first FYI I did it for, I, like, never listened to, like, uh, like I don't know, it was, like, Protester and, like, uh, some other bands. Like, it was my first time hearing it. I was like, well, these bands are fucking sick. And it, like, actually gets me more attached to, like, current shit. But um, I think it's chill a majority of the time. It does get really hectic towards, like, the bigger bands because, like you said, a lot of people will be standing on stage, and I fucking hate it, like, <laughs> honestly people could just be standing there and not doing anything but it just gets me so mad because it's like yo i've stood on a stage before obviously i'm standing on stage right now the sound's not good like no <laughs> it sounds better on the state i mean on the ground if they're your friends go support them by just either moshing or just like singing along up front or something like you just look like a fucking idiot on the stage half the time no offense jake i know you like being on the stage uh, damn, uh, bro. <laughs> uh, but, you know I was about to um, say jesus fuck yeah Sorry, I man, mean, but it, it's, it just it's, pisses me off, man. No, and I mean, not you, but I just like it just it just pisses me off. It pisses me off too. There's only select bands where I'm like, okay, I just want to watch someone get fucking smoked. So I guess I'll yeah. just get up here in the little bird's eye view. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, like when there's like, I don't know, 
X band getting on and you see a hundred people up there. So you can't even see what's going, you can't even see the pit. You know what I mean? Like, why are you up there yeah. right now? But yeah, my know. favorite, my, my favorite, it's and when grow, I say bro. favorite, it's, it's my most, the biggest pet peeve is there's always at least like two to five people every year that, you know, aren't in bands that are on the stage for like 70% of the show. Yep. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, no one cares you're on the stage. You're only doing it so you could be seen. Just just stop, you know? And uh, that's that's my biggest pet peeve. But, hey, if you're on the stage, you better at least be moshing on each other, which has been happening, so that's cool. Uh, but other <laughs> than that, like, just get off the stage. I, I, like, you don't need to be up there. Just go if, in the pit. If man. you don't know someone on the stage, just start fucking punching them. That's the way we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. as, long mean, as, you, as long as you don't break anything, that's fine. If you're not friends with them, why are you, like, why even like go up there dick ridership bro i don't know yeah, but uh straight up i don't know i always wondered that because it seems like it can be pretty stressful i won't lie like i don't have the brain for that i would be like i'd be losing my mind i'd be like okay you guys need to get the fuck like off the stage or even the bands yeah. like lollygagging and shit it's like you know come on let's let's move it along but uh yeah i don't know FYA I was is the most stressful that. FYA is the most stressful because there's always something really bad that happens almost every year. Like always, I mean the sound year. fiasco, fucking Dude, in the crazy sound guy. Like, that was insane. That was fucked. Yeah, that was fucked. There's it's almost every year like the second day lags for whatever reason because Bob ends up putting on a band last minute because he's like <laughs> bends over backwards for all these people for no reason. Yeah, and you know, gotta do these favors and you know. <laughs> Gets delayed. Um, during vain one year, one of the monitors literally went on fire. Like, I, it's just all bullshit. The only good thing about this year, I'm gonna knock on wood because it is supposed to happen. The extended. Is that we're yes, we're getting a stage yeah. extension. So I think this will help me in terms of like, if people are on stage, I won't give a fuck because they'll be behind and like people can just like be up front and like stage dive and shit. That stage is but, that stage uh, is small. mad thin. Like, yeah it's so yeah. small like, yeah dude standing like people who need to stand on that stage blow my mind because it's like there's not that much room i've seen people like stand on the stage and they're literally in the corners and can't see anything so it's like why the fuck are you up there i don't know because the because the I'm fucking sorry, curtain bro. yeah no bro you're good you're yeah. good um just just, just be mind. my height and you'll you can see everything but you know not a brag <laughs> yeah. well you you motherfucker you need to start standing in the back you're always up front like you got this like five foot four girl behind you and they can't fucking see <laughs> Just like, just start standing in the back. Man, you got okay? Jake's no, wife man. behind you while she's trying to watch Gridiron, and this big motherfucker is in front I'm, of. I'm us, barely so. on the stage. Right. I'm I'm up front or out of sight. Yeah, he needs to Dylan, go. I'll the... give it to you, bro. You you don't get on stage for Grid. I don't never see you up there. He's getting. You're, in the, in you're the on the dance floor, brother. You're fucking running that shit like the Navy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until the Greenfield Mike part comes up, you know, and then he's got to run up there. Yeah, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta start rapping, bro. Oh, we won't get yeah, into that I mean, shit. I, I'll give you credit because, like, you shouldn't be doing that part, you know? Like, not no offense, at all. I love There literally is a hundred other people they could have asked, and they asked this motherfucker for whatever Dude, reason. When Carl asked I me, think, I was like, <laughs> wait, what were you saying? I think if Greenfield Mike were to meet you and he knew that you were doing his part, he would be dis- just, he would feel disrespected. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he'd, write, he'd write a Facebook post. Yeah, he'd write a Facebook post about you for sure. Uh, no, bro. I'm, the one thing I got for me is I'm fat and I'm tall, so he might be like, "All right, this guy's fine." No, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. If I if I looked like Carter and I was doing it, it would be fucking game over what's, for me. What's wrong with me, bro? <laughs> like these vegan motherfuckers, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I stop fucking with this. 
<laughs> one, one thing, uh, well, fuck, what was I going to say? Uh, I wanted to ask some shit about dead last, but I can say that kind of towards the end. Dylan, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up before we Not got really into that? go for it? I mean, we're already like an hour now, so go for the dead last shit. Yeah, I just really wanted. I mean, I love the seven inch. I literally think is amazing. No dick. I ride. think we all do. Yeah, I love it. Oh, thanks. Uh, Alex sent me one with no insert and I never got an insert. So that's that's been pissing me off yeah. since since the, I have two uh, with an insert, not a brag. Well, the, yeah, <laughs> give me one. I don't. I don't understand how that happened. I do know that the plants, like, were they there was suck. literally a paper shortage. Yeah. There was a paper shortage. Oh, yeah, you it. would know. You fucking. Yeah, they fucking suck, dude. dude. Paper Yeah. No, it's not a joke. <laughs> like, they, there were many records, not even hardcore records, just like, you know, straight up indie fucking records that just didn't have inserts. Um, Damn, and Adele's going to be annoying. pissed. It's straight up. It's just annoying because, like, a bunch of people have hit me up being like, yo, like, do you have the lyrics online because there's not a there's not an insert and like obviously me Wait, being an on. asshole was like Alex, did you not order them? I mean, Jake, cool. why do you have a knife to your face? What? Oh my god, Jake just had a knife to his face and was like cutting his mustache. He's shaving. The coolest part about any record, obviously, is the insert. So when yes. I got that and it wasn't in there, I was like, well, god damn. I mean, I obviously still listen to it. I was like, god damn it, man. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That record's fucking awesome. Um, I know Kyle had some dumbass idea or something. I can't remember what it was. Like he was trying to do like a four band split or yeah. something like that yeah. with you guys. Yeah. And yeah. what do you guys have coming up next is what I'm getting, getting to. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Kyle did have this great idea to do <laughs> a, uh, a four-way split you know there's nothing wrong with the four-way split man straight the straight ahead split has the best straight well not the best straight ahead songs but it's got great straight ahead songs on it and that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like in the war zone even though the three other bands on the record literally no one cares about yeah um but yeah i'm pretty psyched on it uh i'm not gonna give too much away because i literally tried talking about it on stage at the showcase and he was literally in the crowd saying stop stop so, <laughs> whatever oh um, my god yeah i think things are changing a little bit it's still coming out it's still gonna be like three or four bands maybe it's not gonna be a record but it's coming out on uh, we did three so yeah we did three songs okay. for it uh i think they're awesome. Three oh, songs so they're, on a they're four bands, fucking. They're recording everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll send cool, them after. Cool. Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, please do. It's three, three songs. I think every band's doing like, I don't know. I think Almighty Watching's doing two. Grand Scheme, I think, did two or three. I don't know if Ammunition's still doing it or not. Uh, Echo Chambers has a song. I probably should. Oh, be that. This. I mean, oh, that's that's like thank you for every single band. Bro. I'm about to say I'm pretty yeah. fucking excited now. I won't lie, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just I'm stoked on the lineup of bands for sure because it's I mean the Echo Chamber Echo Chamber is amazing. Like, it's amazing, yeah. straight up. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I don't know, but when that seven came inch came out, it was obviously there's bands like that style and everything, and there always has been. But I just remember I it was like extremely refreshing to hear, and like your lyrics are really good, no dick ride, and just I don't know the whole vibe of the band. I just, I just thought was was sick. I still haven't seen you guys. Even I hope I do it one shit. day. It's all really Yeah, the cool. art, the art and the colors, the records, everything, I don't know, just yeah. turned out sick to me. Thanks. But you I guys mean, are playing FYA. Dick ride, but... Yeah, you guys are yeah. playing FYA, so I'll see you there finally. Yeah, Aren't you guys playing a show soon too? Yeah, we're playing the Koyo show next month. Besides um, that, I thought there was another one. 
no, that's it. Um, I yeah. felt bad. We were supposed to play um, Wilkes-Barre the other day, but I started a new job site and they made me work on weekends. So mm, I worked 10 hours that's that day and had to miss that. Damn. But it is what it is. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, yeah, hopefully by FYA, I'll be more in shape because I definitely have uh, stamina issues. Uh, you have I a lot of words. Many... Yeah, yeah. You know, it was my first time singing in a band. You know, yeah. I had a lot to say said too much shit the newer songs is, <laughs> there's a lot less words so um but yeah um you also uh, marshall you play too you almost took down the fucking pa at the record release yeah i mean that's yeah, awesome. i'm not gonna yeah. stand there like a fucking dumbass you know yeah i mean, I mean it's I awesome. already hate that i'm doing it so <laughs> i was i was supposed to play that with off the tracks and then i ended up not being able to last minute and i was very fucking bummed because i i mean i never get to play anything with him anymore but i don't yeah, know that one in particular yeah, I was I was pretty bummed. The venue looked cool, and and Bob and them said it it was a fun time. But uh, well, didn't you, you play there? Like you played there on the sta- uh, statement tour, right? The first time you guys went to Jersey or whatever. It was like that. Um, it's like that long fucking uh garage. Didn't you guys do that? Fucking oh, gallery. It was oh, at he's... the gallery. Yeah, the, the Jersey one. Show? Yeah, it was the one. Uh, wait, what the fuck show am I thinking of? What was the record that was off release? The tracks. That, that was, was Massapequa. Oh, fuck. I'm thinking, yeah. I, for, I forgot we played off, with Off the Tracks twice. So. Yeah, that I think you, I was talking about the there first time. time. No, I was not. Yeah, the first show? Yeah. Honestly, it was a good thing you weren't at the first show. You know, uh, it, was, it wasn't that great to write home at. We were still figuring out the kinks. But by the time we played Jersey and Trophy Show, it was, it was a little bit better. So hopefully, yeah, by FYA, it'll be a, a good time. And hopefully you're there. We'll probably do some dumbass cover or something so it'll be good oh I'll, I'll be there i'm excited um aside from uh dead last i mean you also do the fight who's been a band for you know like years now are you guys still pushing yeah. that at all is there just kind of playing what, um, you, what you get offered at the moment yeah i mean we went to europe uh um, yeah for the triple b thing and it was fucking awesome uh we were we were supposed to do like just another like only like four five song ep we've been lagging on that we kind of just like we're all doing different shit there's no real rush and you know if we get asked to play stuff we'll like talk about it but we've even kind of just pumped the brakes on that we're playing in january and that's like literally the only show we have we were supposed to play with like all out war and integrity uh indecision and uh warthog and we even dropped that one so Damn. We're just kind of, yeah, we're, we're, we're taking it, taking it slow, but you know, if it, hopefully we play, you know, we're just at the point where we're just only going to play if like people ask us to play and it's like, people care, you know, not saying that people yeah. didn't necessarily care, but it's just like, we're not trying to fucking be a full-time band or anything. Just play whenever. Yeah, of course. And like you said, you guys are doing other shit now. So that makes you, you guys did play a lot though. I feel like for in like the yeah. peak of it, you guys are playing a ton of shit, at least on Long Island. Yeah, which is like, it sucks because as a promoter, I never want to book my own band. So that's also why Dead Last probably won't play a lot is because I hate that. I hate putting my own bands on shows because I maybe I care too much, but I don't want people being like, oh, he's booking a show. So he's going to ask his band to play, which I like. I literally rarely ever do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did play a decent amount, but we're, we're, we're taking it slow. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, from there, uh, Scanlon had a really cool idea, and I personally love shit like this on the podcast. It just gets like gets us talking and hearing shit and stuff like that. But it, we last week had like the uh, our last episode had the one new band, one old band we've been listening to, 
And Scanlon mentioned, what if we did like our quote unquote, like perfect lineup of older bands and newer bands, which I thought was an awesome idea. And it hurt my brain to think of one because I'm obviously going to forget something and be pissed off or something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was sick. So we can start with that. Uh, let's do old first, I guess. And we'll just go old down the line and then come back with new. Um, this is obviously fictional. Some of these bands maybe would never play together or make sense, but that's kind of the fun of it. So, um, I guess I'll start, uh, with the old lineup first and it was five bands each. And we kind of, it was kind of hard. Like, what do you consider old? You know what I mean? Like what's the cap off and shit like that. But, um, I don't know. I try not to think too hard about it. I know Dylan almost had a fucking aneurysm. I, I, I ended up just not caring anymore. So yeah, that's yeah, I, the way the way I'm going into this one is I haven't even thought about it yet. So when it comes to my turn, I'm just going to think about it. And that's just, it is what it is. Yeah. I think I was it's the only one who wrote mine down. I, I did the man. same thing. I, I like thought about it and wrote it down just so I could like read it and not be, you know what I mean? Like I did my no thought whatsoever in the call scanlon. <laughs> Well, my thing is, like, I do this all the time, not even with just shows, but just top five New York hardcore bands. And every time I say something, I, like, go back and I'm just like, oh, wait, why didn't I say this? Why did, yeah, so I'm just going to go off the top of my head, you know? Yeah. So even if oh, I had it written yeah. down, I would I would be saying it now and I'd be like, oh, I forgot one band. So I'm just going to go off the top of my head. All right. Well, for the sake of time, I'm just going to run through all five and, like, give a brief description, you know, why I chose this. And then we'll go ahead to Dylan. If do you have your Dylan or do you need some time? I I have mine, man. I have it. Okay. So my old perfect lineup, and like I said, this would maybe change depending on the day, the month, the year, whatever. But as for now, I went Judge, Killing Time, Outspoken, Indecision, and Path of Resistance. Um, I think it goes without saying. I mean, Judge, I think, is one of the best hardcore bands of all time. I think that there was an insane, like, mystique to Judge before they got back together and, you know, became old people still playing shows and shit. But, you know, that's a whole nother discussion. But there was just like this, like almost urban legend of Judge, I feel like. And if they never would have got back together, I think they'd still be like one of the craziest bands of all time, which I still think they are. But for people who know what I mean, they know what I mean about that. But uh, and then Killing Time, I mean, I don't know. Killing Time's the shit. I couldn't imagine seeing them like back in like 1990, 1991 or some shit like that. I imagine it was insanely legendary. Um, outspoken at this point, one of my probably top 10 favorite bands of all time. I just think they have like a really unique sound. You can still dance to them. There's a lot of sing-along parts. Uh, they were straight edge. So that ticks all the boxes for me. Um, indecision. I talked about on the last, uh, episode for the old band I've been listening to. So I won't repeat it. They're, you know, amazing. And then path of resistance, a band I, We'll never get to see, and even if I do, it will not be anything like when they originally started. So, uh, Who Dares Wins is definitely my favorite straight edge record, probably of all time. And that's where the mark, that, bro. Yeah, that, that's a record that means a lot to me. And, uh, yeah, that was my five. If that show happened for whatever reason and I went to it in some fictitious universe, that would be incredible. So, uh, Dylan, you want to go ahead with yours, bro? All right. So I, when I did mine, I kind of just thought about like stories I've heard over the years about these bands. So mine would be like, it wouldn't just be seeing these bands now. I'd be seeing these bands 20 years ago, whatever the fuck. Um, but I did E-Town, Floor Punch, who would never play together ever. So that would be crazy if they did. Um, Judge, Bulldoze, and Shattered Realm, but like Shattered Realm from 
early 2000s. And got uh, uh, old wounds, bro. Yeah, old wounds too. <laughs> what does that even mean, bro? But uh, I, I think this one, it's just like all kinds of shit you hear from around like New Jersey, crazy stories of these bands playing. So I would have loved to experience these things. And the same thing Carter said about Judge. Like, would, yeah, I don't think anything else needs to be said. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, uh, disaster wasn't on that list if you're a real New Jersey head, but whatever. You can talk to Greg about that, even... not me. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> Greg will laugh at that joke. So. <laughs> uh, Jake, are you good? Or do you want Scanlon to go? Yeah, uh, I'll just read down the list. Uh, I put Perseverance Era Hatebreed, like right after the record came out. Uh, Warzone, which is like, I think Warzone is kind of like lost the sands of time right now, but they need to make a. Uh, crucial comeback like we need they we do. need more bands to sound We're like talking that. about them today um asia quarrel error chromags i mean obviously that's like fucking you know uh i've judged on here too i mean i hate to say it but it's like you know it's like one of everyone's favorite bands so i don't know right uh, so yeah. and uh blood for blood yeah i love I, that one. i thought that was a really good one honestly yeah. Now, these are all bands like, you know, you're never going to see fucking a Hatebreed set like that. You'll never see a Chromex set like that now. Like, Warzone won't play. Blood for Blood. All right. Uh, Scanlon, you're, you're up, bro. All right. Um, I was, like I said, like you said before, we weren't sure when to kind of cap it in terms of time. Uh, yeah. I realized most of y'all didn't really hit past the early 2000s, but no. Uh, I just did, uh, you know, I'm doing. Silent Majority from Long Island. They're one of the best Long Island bands literally ever. Underdog, one of the best hardcore bands ever. Floor Punch, uh, Mental. And to cap it off, I'll probably say, oh, well, say something about Mental. Mental is just, they understood what, like, a hardcore person would want to hear from a New York hardcore sounding band. They took all the fun parts. They took all the aggressiveness while also making it kind of just like, I don't know. It, it was, it was, it's nice to hear a band that's not super serious, but they did eventually get really serious because I think sometimes hardcore isn't meant to be taken as serious as people do. You know, you know, I don't need to see a frail 130 pound kid singing about how he's going to beat someone up or something, you know, or, you know, some, some bullshit like that. Um, and then, and then uh, what was the last band I wanted to do? Um, probably uh cold world, you know, that, that oh, five. Yeah. So oh, yeah. set, you know. Yeah, sounds good. I will add on mental too. I mean, that's I obviously love mental. Uh I feel like if I say this, people in like an offensive way, but I feel like they're like almost the purveyors of comedy core. And I mean that in a way like yeah. it literally was just like fun. Like it right. it was yeah. like they were a serious band, you know, like they played and shit and they took it seriously, but it was it was fun. Like, people just having yeah. fun dancing and shit. It wasn't, like you said, like, not everything has to be about revenge and pain and suffering or some shit like that. So Yeah, like, listen to, like, the live on WRS. I, I, I listen to like the live. It's, like, the most of any prime example of, like, just, like, fun. Like, all the boys chilling, just, like, fucking, like, slamming into each other. Yeah, like, awesome. having a great time. What When, um... Yeah. When Shackle did the live tape for the thing that I listened to that, and that's why I wanted to do a live tape because I listened to that so often. Also, yeah. do you, do do you guys like Planet Mental? Uh, yeah, it's good songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's fine. I think it's awesome. I just want to ask. It's not, it's, not their best. It's release, not as it's good. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Cool. 
All right. Uh, I guess uh, I'll. I got it. Wait, I got to interrupt. Do you have a almighty watching poster framed? I do. I have two. You're putting too much respect on Kyle. Right? <laughs> let's, let's just I like that. almighty, I bro. <laughs> I think yeah, I mean, they're good. good. I think he sent that to me for free, you know, so I'll throw it up. Throw it yeah, in the okay. frame. Yeah, Fuck sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, what was I going to say? Any chance I can take a stab at Kyle, you know? That's I mean, I respect, uh, I respect that. All right. Yeah. So for new lineup, I went with just straight up like new current bands. Uh, yeah. Like just 100%. Nothing like there ain't no like 2012, 2015 or even whatever. Which I don't even know if we consider that old or whatnot. But new bands, uh, Seat of Pain wreckage despise burning lord in all due respect uh seat of pain i could see on any show any time for the rest of my life and i think i would still enjoy it um wreckage is probably my favorite new band right now one of them uh they're incredible i can't wait to hear the new record on scheme uh despise one of my favorite bands in recent years and it would be the added bonus of hanging out with them again since they live so far away um burning lord I talked about on the last podcast, also one of my favorite bands right now. Uh, the shit they just put out, I, I still listen to all the time. And all due respect, I love the first release, the only release, and I never got to see them. I don't know if I will, but um, I just think that would be a really, really sick and fun band to see live. So, Yeah, cool. Um, I also did the same. Just current. I, I kind of just put three of the bands that put on my favorite records this year and then mm-hmm. two bands that I haven't seen yet that I really do. So the age of apocalypse, one of my favorite records this year, I did Gridiron. They're my favorite band right now. Uh, Regulate, which I've been listening to the new record nonstop. Uh, Nothing but enemies, which I think like I didn't put despise just because like I've seen despise 10 times now. So like (laughs) (laughs) not a brag. Um, I would love to see nothing but enemies. I think they're my favorite one out of all those bands right now. Um, and then that band Stiff Meds, I think, is so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, they're sick as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Jake? Where are they from again? Stiff Meds. I uh, think they're from. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Nice. Uh, so mine is uh from the top to bottom. Uh, Never Ending Game, Pain of Truth, Age of Apocalypse, Point of Contact, and Invoke. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. you know, that's like it's like the cream of the crop right now for bands, in my opinion. So. So oh, yeah, that's a good one. All right, Scott. That, that happens on a lot of festivals right now. So you go to a festival, you'll see that lineup, you know. <laughs> not a diss. I'm just saying. Like, they're, they're, they're literally all festivals. It's crazy. Um, what would I do? Uh I'll do restraining order because similar to mental, they have that fun attitude where not that many bands have it right now. So restraining order for sure. Um Echo Chamber, like I said, one of the best demos I've heard in a while. Savage Heads came out with my favorite hardcore record. Well, it's more punk, I guess. What I mean, it's all the same fucking shit. But Savage Heads came out with one of the best records of this year and of the past probably like five or so years, in my opinion. Um, I would also say Koyo, just because Long Island shit, you know. Uh, as much as I, I give them shit, they are always great to see. And uh, to top it off, I'm going to say probably, hmm, I don't know. Fifth one's hard. Uh, I'm going to go with. Drug nerve. You know what? I'm going with drug nerve. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. Mar- M- Marty, you know, I want to see more Marty. 
That's it might be the Mar only show of 2023. Hopefully, you might be the only person who's ever said they want to see more of Mar. <laughs> I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I love the you know fellow, what, but that's not a that's not a statement said very often. I I put a lot of respect on Marty. You know, a lot of people. I put, a, I, I put immense respect on Marty. He uh he is his own worst enemy, but he is the man. Struckner have had a good set last week. Yeah, Where? well, I don't want and, to. Uh, and a photo honest, club in Philly. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> uh, 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 me and Ben Stuckey were running that shit, and by running it, I mean we both stood in the corner on each side and just every other line said a word. I'm just glad that like <laughs> people watch us. I don't even like. Doesn't matter. Oh, Fuck yeah. it. Thank, thankfully, people were there and saw us. Even who played Strutner for that show? Who played? Uh, for that you know, show? It's, a, it's musical it was, chairs yeah. and that motherfucker, bro. No, it was yeah, it was, it was our lineup awesome. minus Ant. I don't know what Ant's vibe is, bro. I don't know. Oh, Ant's like, in the band at this I, point. I, I, <laughs> he'll uh, listen to this too, so I don't. Yeah. Well, did you did you have the young Shredder? Yeah, he's player? he's like full time now. Well, yeah. the guy Pat broke edge, so he's like. Oh, he's out. Yeah, he's he's yeah. just. I mean, that was a depressing revelation. When he's yeah, agi- sad. agitator when, gang, bro, he fucking betrayed. Dude, and over the past few years, it's always at uh, all you motherfuckers, agitators, been edge this whole time, even after the Ben fuck you, and then at this hardcore, we we Andrew goes fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. But do, brother. I mean, I'm not gonna be mad at a fucking 36 year old man for breaking it. I should be. Yeah, you definitely uh, should be. I mean, I, I would I, be. I think I lost my fucking my spark, bro. I didn't go. We time. gotta we yeah. gotta end next. this now before I get depressed. <laughs> but uh yeah, we'll wrap it up here before we ramble. But uh Scanlon, thank you for coming on. I think it was sick. Uh, you do, got coming up. Yeah, do you have anything you want to shout out or anything anything uh, big coming up show wise or anything you want to talk about? Um trying to think. I mean, we talked about it for the most part on, on this show in terms of like the TY show, but it's sold out. You can't really get tickets in the Koyo show. Other than that, I have a God's Hate show. Anyone from New York listening, uh, there's a God's Hate show November, I think it's 17th. It's literally right next door to Youth of Today. Um, but, you know, it's two different styles. So <laughs> I'll be at the we'll, God's we'll Hate how, show. We'll will see you be how at, it goes. Will you be at the Youth of the Day show while God's Hate is playing? Uh, I will be definitely seeing glue when they play, and I'm going to try to see as much of youth of today as I can while also watching God's hate. So we'll see what <laughs> oh, happens. Yeah. Running oh, between. Yeah. I, I, I will be running in between. <laughs> Are you going to go right. to the show tomorrow? Uh, my uh, oh, I will. I will be at the show tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know if, are you going to go or no? I playing, am, bro. I'm a member of shackled. So. Oh, are you now? Oh, yeah. Dylan, what's your uh, Mongoloids lineup for tomorrow? Uh, it's uh, me. It's I, 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 all right. Hold on. It's me, Eric Wolk, Jake Abbott, and Benny Truth, bro. Oh, you got so you're so you're a Pennsylvania band now. Okay. Oh yeah. I, I got um, I got a question before we end this. He's taking the Bob. Uh, okay. Do you, do you uh, work for road. Greg or does Greg work for you? Uh, I work for Greg. He pays me. He can pay me better, and he needs to start <laughs> giving me better shit to sell. I'm I, the amount of times I've had to sell fucking C-rate straight edge European bands that I've never heard of before. You're set, selling energy shirts for him. Yeah, it's it's pretty oh, terrible. Energy's kind of sick, bro. What does he got? Does he got you on a percentage deal? 
Yeah, yeah. I can't say my percentage, but all I can say is I could be higher. You know what I mean? But I do get first dibs at shit. <laughs> he has, so he has an NDA with him. He drafted the contract and is on the way well, there. Well, so my, my question to you is, are you an employee of Greg, or is he just old-heading you in terms of how to run a band right now? Um, all right, oh so I would say God, I would bro. say it's both. God, I am I am often <laughs> often an employee of him, and uh, the band is just because the band's done after tomorrow for for you, you for don't have to you don't have to talk about it, man. I was just I was I was making <laughs> we were gonna talk about yeah. that in the I'm intro, a prankster. but I'm a we're prankster. gonna have to, you get to hear it twice. It's uh, this is it for now. Before before right. we uh before we go, I will say one other funny thing. And um, I mean, we love Greg. I think he would find these jokes funny. We're not talking shit on any means. I literally chilled with him last night. But uh, Lennon said at the Carbonite record release, which statement played, he said he was gonna say something like, "Shout out to Shackled." Like Dylan's taken. He must have took a class at Greg Mongoloid's how to run a hardcore band or something. <laughs> I forgot how he worded it, but it literally fucking destroyed me when he said it. So. In his defense, he has said to me many times, you don't want to go through what I went through. It sucks. So you don't, and you don't listen to anyone. And we'll uh, end it there. Fuck well, everyone. I, I'm I'm proud. I'm proud to be in the final Excuse rendition me. of Shackled. Dude. If anything can kill it, it's gonna be me tomorrow. I haven't even learned the song yet. So I believe it'll be good. All right, Scanlon. Thank you for being on, bro. Uh, no problem, man. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Bye, Later. guys. Just heard the From Within podcast.